What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 21 of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do? What it do? This is Jalen Prince. Jalen, man, after the week hiatus, we are back. So I want to apologize. I've been here. I know you've been here. I've been I've been here. Hey, life happens, man. So I want to apologize uh, on my behalf. I understand and... you in Florida, long as you safe, long as you're doing your thing. Uh, I understand there was a there was a nasty hurricane. Bring a little bit of attention to what's going on in Florida. You know, our thoughts and prayers with the families down there who are suffering through it. It was a really yes. bad storm when it hit. Um, and we hope everybody is safe and recovers quickly. And what I want to do, so I also want to give a shout out before we get too far along. Jalen, I don't know if I told you this. We're in a top 10 podcast chart. Wait, what now? Yeah. So on the good no, podcast. You did not tell app, me. You not te- I, 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 wait, what? <laughs> what? We are number I'm like seven. Cold. What? Oh, you're good. So on the Good Pods app, we are as of last week the number seven sports podcast. So I want to say thank you to everybody who helped that uh, come to fruition. Uh, there's a lot of you to name. I want to say thank you for that. I would name all of you, but we'll be here for a minute, and we only got an hour. No, nope, so we only got an hour. You know who you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me pull up the actual stats here. We are number seven in the top 100 sports charts, number 82 in the top 100 overall charts. So thank you for making that happen. We really do appreciate it. So what we're going to do as a reward and kind of a little bit of a issue for us not having an episode last week, we're giving you two this week. So today's going to be heavy on pro sports and next episode is going to be heavy on college because Jalen, it's hate week. What? Yeah. It is hate week. Uh, Georgia Southern is going to be playing Georgia State this week. Uh, Southern beating. Let's state. go ahead and say Southern, that now. <laughs> never state. Uh, Southern better than state. Uh, yes, sir. Better state. Southern. Yeah, I expect we'll y'all get to into that, that we'll stadium. Get, yeah, we'll get into more of that um, on on the next episode. Exactly. So what we're going to do first is let's break it out with some baseball, man. Some historic things have been happening. So first of all, we definitely want to give a shout out to Albert Pujols because I know you're listening because you 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 know you you love the show completely. Um, shout out for Albert for breaking 700. I think he's the first one to do it in a long time, and I think he's going to be the last one to do it for a very, very, very long time. Given the given the degree of difficulty, well, yeah, given the d- degree of difficulty as far as longevity in the game of baseball, and mind y'all, like we don't really talk baseball heavy like that, but we got to because there was a lot of historical events that has happened with uh the game so giving a quick shout out but yeah given the degree of difficulty the longevity i I won't say it's not possible i think it is because the way technology has became more advanced the way the recovery period has become more advanced and how um baseball is starting to starting even though it's very slow but starting to navigate towards being faster and more home run friendly for the younger generation. So a lot more home runs are going to be out there. It's the same thing like with basketball, how like back in the eighties and the nineties at the average score, the average scoreboard was around like less than 90, 90 points. Now it's over one thirty. Like a lot of teams are averaging in like the one twenty, one thirty range. So yeah. I think baseball is starting to hit more into that direction, but you know, um, Good thing. is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, but it's, I think it's doable. I mean, especially like you look at guys like um, uh, Vladimir Guerrero, Aaron, Aaron Judge, who also made history today by yeah hitting um, number sixty two, making hitting number sixty two in Arlington, Texas against the and Rangers. That was impossible to miss. 
Uh, because ESPN yeah. made it a highlight forever, which literally does... they had it. Uh, literally, almost every ESPN, like whatever, whatever was showing, they showed judges right next to it. And I get it. New York, New York, and ESPN got such a strong relationship. But I mean, come on, man. Exactly, and also like it bothered me, man, because yeah, like it, it's great that Judge hit. 62. You did it during football. Exactly. And also, like, we're not going to talk about Pujols breaking 700. He's one of only four players to ever Look, do that. Bottom line is you did it during football. I get yeah. if it was the Commanders, the Texans, <laughs> um, 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 like the Bron- the way the Broncos are playing right now. I get if you did it during that game. Mm-hmm. But you did it during football in general. It, it's, That's reaching. It's reaching. And, I mean, every, Twitter was having a field day. Social media was having a field day with that. It's like, oh, great. I got to watch Judge strike out again. <laughs> Here's my here's my thing with Judge. I, I respect the crap out of Judge, and that's one thing I, I we always try to stress to people um, with this show is we're not playing these sports. Like I, I've heard the argument before where people go, "Oh, well, he's better than you." Like, yeah, I bet he is. He's making millions of dollars to do what he does. I couldn't do that. No. I respect the crap out of it. I just didn't need to see it day in and day out. Like it, especially because again, sixty two is historic and it's great and it's awesome that he did it. And it's a but wild us, number. But let us find out that he did it. Like anybody else, let us get the notification on our phone. Yeah, don't need uh, to actually see it. If we was desperate enough and wanted to see it, we would find a way to go see it. It's like, oh, is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? Oh, it didn't happen. Okay, maybe next to bat. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh no, it's like it. This, yeah, it just it rubbed me the wrong way. I do want to say on one thing because you mentioned you said Judge was gonna give somebody two million dollars for sixty two. Yeah, so he tweeted out a couple of days ago, actually weeks now that once he breaks a record, he's given. I think he tweeted out that. He's going to give $2 million for that ball. So to me, I felt like he shouldn't have said that. Because now whoever gets that ball needs to protect their life. So apparently he's already receiving. The fan who caught the ball per Sports Not and other people are, he's already receiving $2 million offers from other people. We, already which know, is, the, we know the value but we, we know the value in that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it just, here's the thing, though. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Was today the last game, or was that the last game in Arlington? Uh, I think the series finale. Let's see. Today's Tuesday. It mm-hmm. might be either tomorrow, but it could be. It could possibly be today. No, no, no. If, I think I think tonight was the series opener with the Rangers. Okay, because if he hits 63, we have another situation like the Tom Brady football, now, where 62 now, is. Almost I, valueless. Okay, here, here, here's where I would not say that. Remember, si- as much as sixty, as much as he's going to continue to hit home runs, we already, mm-hmm. we already understand that. But the actual ball that hits sixty-two, that's a different thing. Now, the thing that will be the most valuable for Aaron Judge is going to be the last home run that he ever hits. Yep. It's the same thing with the ball that Tom Brady, uh, like last touchdown that Tom Brady ever threw, and we thought it was going to be the last touchdown that he ever mm-hmm. threw. And and his family thought that was going to be the last touchdown he ever threw. We'll get in that. We'll we'll talk we'll talk quickly about briefly, that later on. Briefly, briefly. We, we're not a we're not a gossip uh, sports page not or big, sports not show. Big but, that, but yeah, we'll we'll touch on it and we'll leave it at that. Touch. We're not doing any details or anything. We'll we'll say what's being what's happening because this is a sports news show and a sports opinion show. But the, we ain't TMZ. Yeah, but in, but anyway. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the other New York team. True. 
the the Mets. I I called this months ago. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We ain't gonna do that. We don't do that. We don't do that help. We call it the bigger headline. The Braves win five straight division yes, titles. What a music! Yes, what a music! What a music! I love it, man. I Sam love Licata. it. I, I need call to keep this that energy exactly. It's like, dude. It, here's my thing. Again, and you're right. The bigger headline is the Braves win five straight to clinch and to win the division. The one thing I want to say is I call this. Oh, here it is. <laughs> we should have had this as the opening to our podcast episode. Oh, we should have. Matt stealing Matt's things and ruining their game. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, full disclosure. We don't own the rights to that song. Shout out to the person who actually owns or has Saturday that song. Shout out to Narco Timmy Trump, but we do not exactly. own Exactly, not our song. Not song. Also, one of the most, the only thing I give the Mets, one of the most hype walkouts for a reliever. By the way, this, is not, a, this is not a profit, um, profitable podcast. We, no, absolutely not. We, we gain, we, we gain nothing bro- from that. We're broke. We're broke. We're, we're, do- we're getting all the legal crap out of the way now, so just bear with us. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to be sued. We're just doing this so we don't get fined. So the whole thing with this, I called this months ago, and you're right. The bigger headline is the fact that the Braves won the division. I called this when we, the guy we mentioned earlier said that it's over. The Mets are winning everything. They're, what, uh, six, yeah, they're like 14 games ahead or something. I'm like, no, the yep. Mets always find a way to always find a way to do it. They always find a way to ruin it, and they did it, and it was amazing, and I love it. It was awesome, man. Oh, it cracked me up. I love it, man. I'm I'm excited. I want to see what the Braves. I, I want to see the Braves do it again. I want to repeat. I'm knocking on wood right now. Man, so. it was a beautiful thing when we swept. When we swept them, Max Free had a Max Free had a brilliant day going against the Mets in, on, on Friday. Uh, in the opening, in the opening of the series, we got two bombs off of Jacob Degrom, who's one of the best pitchers in a, in the game. But a lot of Mets fans were angry at him, the fact that he didn't show up, and they thought like he's going to be a free agent this year. And a lot of the uh, biggest odds projecting him to sign with the Atlanta Braves this offseason. So, you know, a couple of conspiracies on that stuff. I don't That'd get into nice. that. I just want to beat the Mets and, like, get our division back. To be Atlanta, honest with you, with the team that we had, like, with this season, with Ronald Cunha coming back, we was already we was already loaded. Not to mention the young talent, mm-hmm. the young guys that were able to get a lot of playing time this year. They stepped up huge and helped us get on that run because we won 10 – like, we was down – I think it was June where we was 10 games back. Then we went on. Then we went on. Uh, we went on a big winning streak, and mm-hmm. that was due to like Michael Harris, Spencer, Spencer Strider, that who was pitching out of his mind. Hopefully, he gets healthy by the time the playoffs start. Um, we had another young guy, and I, and I and I and I hate that I forgot his name uh, when Ozzy Albi got hurt. But you think about like a lot of a lot of guys in a lot of instances like that, where we just found ways to keep winning games. And chop down that lead, pun intended. And now we're division. Now we're division champs once again. And the way that the Major League Baseball playoffs is going to be this year is expanded. So the top two seeds are going to get buys going into the 
going into this playoff. So the Dodgers, they won their division. They get a bye. Braves won the division. They get a bye. So that means that the Mets, the way the playoffs are looking right now, I think if I'm correct, Mets got to play either the Phillies or, yeah, they got to play. I think the Mets would have to play. If the playoffs ended right now, Mets would have to play the, and I'm hoping that you're looking this up, the Mets would have to play the Padres in the in the first round. And I think though, and I think the Braves will have to play the winner of the Cardinals and the Phillies in the other online and and whoever the Phillies got to play in their wild card. So I think that's how it's gonna go. But uh, like just a tremendous job by the Braves organization. Uh, Alex Anthopoulos has done a tremendous job at just managing the roster. I was hurt that we wasn't we wasn't able to bring Freddie back. That hurt. Freddie was too. That that. That thing hurt me to my soul because I've been a Braves fan ever since I was in diapers. Um, back, I remember when my mom first took me to a Braves game in Turner Field. That was the day that Chipper Jones got his jersey retired. And mm-hmm. I was literally sitting at the seats where the number was placed. And so like I still remember that day. Now uh, Turner, now Turner Field is, is, is desecrated um as a football field now so but the <laughs> memories will still remain the same in my in my heart and in my soul but i'm just happy uh the braves are champions again but the biggest thing about it and this is a kind of an issue that a lot of people are going to bring up years past when the braves were irrelevant nobody had a problem with the whole uh, with the whole tomahawk chop nobody had an issue mm-hmm. once we won the championship and we keep winning and doing our thing now we're starting to gain relevancy Everybody wants us to get rid of Tomahawk Chop. People, that ain't happening. You want to know why? The Braves organization, one, they send profits over to the tribes of that area. It's already been a fact. Go look it up. They've already got a partnership with the local tribes of, of the um, of the Cherokee. I'm going to try to get this right. I believe it's the Cherokee and the Cherokee tribe. I don't know the full name. I know it's, I know it's Cherokee. But they have celebrations about them almost every year. They have a partnership. They got an understanding. The top, like the only thing they had to get like relief on like a way where the Braves could not use is phone is phone like um, phone tomahawks. That like that's gone. So they can't have that. But the chop, the chop, the drum, and the chant that stand that ain't going nowhere. So if you got a problem with it, deal with it. Ain't none of your business. It is apparently the Eastern Band of Cherokee uh, you. Americans. So, and also to your point, to go back to, there's other teams that do it as well. Florida State has a very long-standing relationship mm-hmm. with the Seminole Tribe down mm-hmm. in the Everglades. I don't know what the Chiefs do, but I'm sure they do something as well. But I don't want to get too into that. I want to talk about what you were talking about with the MLB bracket. You are correct. So, as of 46 minutes ago, if everything stops today, uh, the well, Yang- okay, the playoff spots. The, like the people that need to clinch the playoff, that's already done. Both in mm-hmm. AL and NL, that's already done. Mm-hmm. So you have, we'll go the AL first, and we we'll do the NL. Uh, the teams that have a buy in the AL are going to be the Houston Cheaters and the New York Aaron Judges, and then the Mariners, which blew my mind. And yeah, they, the blue, yeah, that uh, they blew like that's that playoff. was nuts. They ended their playoff drought. That was nuts. That Bro, was awesome. If you listen to that bro- the broadcaster, the, the head broadcaster for the um the Mariners, if you no, haven't that listened was to that, beautiful. I took notes on that. If you haven't listened to it, you need to. That was an absolute Got masterclass. You. It was incredible. So the Blue Jays play the Mariners. Winner of that game plays the Houston Cheaters. Um Tampa Bay plays uh Cleveland. 
winner of that game plays the New York uh, Giancarlo Stantons and Aaron Judges. And then obviously it goes down from there. Now, the Braves and the Dodgers, who actually, if you look at the stats and the records, the Braves and the Dodgers are the best two teams in baseball right now. Duh. We have almost identical records, almost identical uh, over the last, I can't remember how long it was. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Statistically, the Braves and the Dodgers have played the best baseball over the last stretch of a few weeks, and it's wild. Um, Phillies play the Cardinals, shout out Albert Pujols, uh, and then the Padres play the Mets. So then Padres versus Mets, that winner plays LA, winner of Phillies and St. Louis plays uh, the Braves. So that's how that would break down. So you're right on that. Okay, That'll be interesting winner, to see who's got to play the Braves? Uh, between the Phillies and the Cardinals. Phillies going to be tough. That's a tough matchup, but I got the Cardinals winning that one. Dolph, here's the thing. Do it for Albert, we, we man. Already, we already know Aaron Judge is going to win the AL MVP. Yep. And as much as I love Austin Riley, Paul Goldsmith is going to win the MVP in the, in the NL. I feel, like he, I feel like he's earned it. But when you think about Goldie, you think about like no, like uh, Nolan Arnato, who's been, mm-hmm. who has not lost anything. No, uh, I think the Cardinals are just too and too loaded, like for the Phillies, and it, it's a best of three matchup. I don't see, I, I don't see the Phillies beating the Cardinals in that series. And one, and if they face us, dog, that's that series gonna scare the crap out of me because I never forget the last time we faced the Cardinals in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's gonna I still be remember, interesting. I still remember, I still remember that game five when we gave up thirteen runs in the first <laughs> inning. Dog, I was in La- I was at Landrum during that game. Mm-hmm. Shout out Georgia Southern Dining Halls. Yeah, well, I miss we y'all. spent I'm about to say let, let's hop on over to the other pro sport that we love to talk about. Uh I'm I'm excited. 20 minutes of baseball, man. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. All right. Shout out to all our baseball listeners. Good information too. Yeah, no, it was great. We try. I mean, we're good at what we do, I think, but I'm a little biased. Keep, keep going. <laughs> we, we just got to keep going. One day, one day, one episode, one talk at a time. I hear you, man. All right, man. So what we're going to do is we're going to get right into the NFL. So kind of want to loop in a couple thoughts on weeks three and four, and I've got it into a couple topics. And if you want to jump in on some of these uh, and bring in some of your own, more than welcome to. Uh, first of all, are the Rams overrated? Yep. 100%. I, and th- I'm not they're... just saying that because I'm a Seahawks fan. No. They, what, are they, what are they do they do? That's not the team that won last year. Overrated. Well, let's look at, let's look at it in totality. They don't have Robert Woods. Robert Woods fit that uh, that system tremendously. Was a tremendous blocker, tremendous route runner. Was they had a good connection with Matt uh, with Matt Stafford mm-hmm. at the time. Matt Stafford is not the same. Remember no, they were talking about wrong. the elbow and the elbow injury. They said he was fine, but we can see already, dude's not fine. But no. it's, some, it, it's not even physical. I think it's a mental thing, and there's a chemistry issue that he got because the only two people that he's looking at is Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. He ain't looking that's at Allen Robinson's way, and that's another reason why they draft Allen Robinson in fantasy. He's not like he—he's not fitting that system. We understand like what he can do, and people think he's washed. Right now, he just don't fit, and they haven't figured it out. Neither is Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's not playing right, and the biggest issue—they can't get the run game going either. That's because the offensive line is not good. That's true. The offensive line is not good. They are banged up at the front, and they haven't had a whole lot of chemistry. That is. And this is math terms. For the people that don't like math and hate math to a certain degree, I'll simplify you. That's me. Uh, new offensive lineman minus injured offensive lineman minus a shuffled offensive line equals 
crap offensive line equals broken quarterback and no running game. Yep, it's they can't run. Cam Akers and Cam Akers has been non-existent unless they play a certain team that like is not good at defense. Seattle, but like that's really man. The Rams got issues, so yeah, they overrated right now because I don't see this team winning no Super Bowl. And what's worse, the Niners got an elite pass rush with Nick Bosa in the, uh, in the crew. And not to mention uh, with Fred Warner. The Niners' defense, to me, is one of the top tiers. And they have an elite edge rush. And they have elite pass rush on their squad. They didn't mm-hmm. even have Armstead who got hurt. But no. – uh, uh, and I'm going to try to get his name right because I actually I asked to look this dude up. The pick six? Yeah. You look at the Niners – and their defense, led by Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, and the crew, their front is great. Their secondary keeps getting better with Emmanuel, Emmanuel Mosley. But they got a safety in there that's caught my attention after after the preseason in week one. Talanoa Ufanga, mm-hmm. who a lot of people want to compare him to um, Detroit Palomalu. Here's a key fact. That's lofty Chris praise. Cal- no, no, no. Hear, hear me out. Chris, mind you, I'm a Seahawks fan, so I don't like mm-hmm. the Niners. But I will give credit to what credit is due. Right. Chris Collinsworth of NBC said he trained with Troy Palomalu. Mm-hmm. Ufunga went and came out of USC. Right. So there's a connection there. This dude, that pick six, that's film study. That's understanding tendencies. That's understanding key, little key, little key things that you can recognize that most people will, will miss. Mm-hmm. This dude looks like he looks next. And he's and he's actually been in the league for a while. And if it's one thing that John Lynch knows too, because John Lynch is the 49ers GM, if it's one thing the former all-pro NFL safety knows, it's another quality NFL safety. And if anybody who has beef with the pronunciation on that, that is from the 49ers media guide. Look it up. And that is, I believe, him saying his own name. So... Well, don't don't come at us. I actually scratched that. He was he was drafted last year. He was a um, he was a fifth round pick okay. by the Niners. Dude, um, he came out of came out of USC. He won the Pat Tillman Defensive Player of the Year. He was a consensus All American. Okay, yeah, this dude can ball. Like, oh yeah, he, he looked nice. And not to mention. The job that D'Amico Ryan's is doing for the Niners as a defensive as a defensive coordinator has been tremendous. What they've been doing um, as a defense offensively, we already know what the Niners are. They will play right. physical using their offensive linemen. They still they didn't have Trent Williams. They didn't have a lot of guys. On, they didn't have a lot of guys on the team due to injury. But and they still did it. They were out fit like they fit. They bullied the Rams. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald still got hit like some of his, but like they. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, we already know what he does as an offensive mind, but as a team, as a unit, as a culture, they're physical, bro. And, Unless it's like, that's, led, and that's led by Debo. Mm-hmm. Because Debo got his, and Jalen Ramsey, and he ain't making Jalen's look good right now. Like, he, did Twitter, not want, he did not want none of Debo. People were clowning Jalen Ramsey on every – it was oh, it was fun. That was fun to watch. Now I, Joe, I love Ramsey, too. Now, I love Ramsey. One thing people got to look out for, even though Jimmy and Jimmy Garoppolo, and I refuse to call him Jimmy G because, like, he still got a lot more to earn the nickname. But anyway, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 
Him and George Kittle still hasn't figured it out yet. Kittle hasn't gotten going in, in quite some time. They'll get that. That's the dangerous thing about the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the Niners winning the division right now, even though my Seahawks are playing good. Shout out to Geno and shout out to Geno and offense because the defense ain't doing crap. No big surprise there. But um, with the Niners, um, Jimmy, he just got to manage the game. They're able to run the ball. Whoever's in the backfield, it don't matter. They're able to run the ball. George Kittle hasn't gotten it going. It's only a matter of time before he fit, before he gets it going. But Debo's Debo, so he's always going to get it going. De- yeah, no, they'll be fine. De- Debo, the offense needs to run through Debo for sure. Yeah, but to now, answer your original question, Rams are overrated. Oh, for sure. Now, you mentioned uh, a likeness to Troy Palomalo, and I want to talk about the Steelers for a second there. We called this uh, episodes ago. Both of us agreed that by season's end, or I, I think – because I know I said by midseason. Did you agree with me about midseason? Yeah, we said about midseason. About midseason, we said that Trubisky would be out and yeah. Pickett would be QB1. We saw he didn't have the best debut. And think about it. Them throws wasn't even his fault. They weren't no. bad throws. Guys did not make the catch. Chase Claypool is, what, what is he about, like 6'3"? At least. 6'3", 6'4". Went up against, went up against a 5'9". One of them was against two 5'9 dudes. A 5'9", 5'11". You got to come up with that catch, dog. And think about it. Somebody did a whole compare a, a comparison video where it had Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett, and Mr. Biscuit both running the same type play action play. Where Mr. Biscuit took the sack, but Kenny Pickett, when the pressure came, he got that ball out mm-hmm. and, fa- and found Pat Fry Muth. Six four two thirty eight. By the way, yeah. So you got to make that catch. You got to make that catch. And I get it. He's been out of rhythm for a while because he hasn't had a quarterback to be able to feed him like that in a while. We under like we we saw. Quite a few uh, picket the pickings connections, mm-hmm. which and we knew was going to happen. It's rookie to rookie, and we're going to see more of that coming forward. So I think for sure, I think the Steelers are going to get better, but I don't see them get. I don't see them doing enough to go ahead and make a playoff push. They'll still win ten games. Yeah, they get yeah they get to five hundred. But they all, they, I think yeah, the Bengals Tomlin, still, they will not have a losing season. Tomlin yeah. has never had a losing not gonna season. Have a losing they still season. won't. Yeah, but if you look at it right. Even though the Ravens have given up a lot of games, they're still tops in their division. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Browns are just trying to hold it down, and they lost to the Falcons, but like they're still trying to hold it down until Deshaun Watson gets back. And I think the Bengals are starting to figure out their offensive line. They figured Bengals that thing are out. definitely getting there. The, uh, they figured that there. thing out, then the re- then division division is theirs. But I oh, for sure. Now I want to talk about division sleepers for a little bit. Uh, outside of Week Four. Mm-hmm. The Jags are legit. Yeah, they're legit. They're the best. They team. Le- they're, the, they're the best team in your division, and they're gonna win the AFC South. I called but, it earlier. We're gonna win the AFC South. But there's a guy. It who doesn't it, there's matter. A, there's a guy that if has we, owned the Jags organization since he was given the keys or the kingdom for a while. Doesn't for the last matter. Three years. We could still go four and two in the AFC South and win it. Find a way to stop King Henry because he's gotten it going the last two weeks. Mind you, Ryan Tannehill is still a coach. Trevor Lawrence is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill at this point at this current state. That's not saying much, though, because what Doug Peterson has done for Trevor Lawrence. 
The it's incredible. It's flowing. It's been extremely incredible. The defense has gotten a lot better. Trayvon Walker's looking like a number one overall pick, along with the superior Josh Allen. I've already said I leave my words on Trayvon Walker too. I'm happy to be. Your secondary still got a bunch of holes in it. Secondary Man, needs to step position. up. Devin but Lloyd is him. I like I, Devin, Devin, Devin Lloyd, Lloyd is him, and you can't tell me De- I'm wrong. Devin Lloyd and Foyer and Lucon, they look good. The Devin Lloyd is, is him. Your secondary has been in your weakest link. But the thing is, I'm going to say this again. Y'all can win the division. Mm-hmm. But if anybody got something to say about it, it's going to be the king. It's going to be the king. It's going to be the king of running backs. Henry can say something for sure, but if the Jags can still go four and two in the division and win it. They can because we can still sweep you're gonna Houston. Be, you're going to beat the Colts again. You're going to you're going to sweep Houston. And even though even though Houston's not that bad, they ain't the be- They ain't gonna win, but like they ain't bad, bad. They, they they're not Commanders bad. No, but like y'all, yeah. But the Jags, they could they should win the division. But if Here's anybody got anything to say about that, that'd be number twenty. That'd be two two. We're gonna touch on the Eagles in a minute because that game was ugly, and that was. It. Here's my thing. And there was a couple of people on Jags Twitter well, that had a good point. you should be used point. to playing in the rain. You in, you in Florida, though. Well, I get that. But also, I mean, it, here's the thing. Anybody who's already out on Trevor, I mean, it, look. I'm not. He, I, I'm I, not either. He just, needed, plenty, he just needed a he just, he needed a coach that knew what to do. There are people who are out on Trevor because of this last game where he had five turnovers, which is fair. You can't I'm, have five turnovers to win the game. Here's the thing, though. Our defense kept us in that game. Yep. We should they not did, have been in that my, game. And they did. And mind you. The Eagles have had one of the top offenses in the league. We should not have been in that game. And the one thing I appreciate about Trevor is he actually went well, out there in the press conference. He said, the defense guys, this is on me. It. Y'all had a pick six to begin the game. Then you Andre had, Cisco is my dude. I've been then, saying it then, for uh, years. Then uh, who got y'all your second touchdown? Was it, was uh, it Jamal Agnew Jamal, got us the Jamal other two Agnew. touchdowns. I like the way the offense is flowing. I like what Doug Peterson has been doing in the good. system that he's running. And it like it helps out Lawrence and makes him more comfortable. And y'all let him move. That's the thing about it. You're like you're building onto that. The thing is the thing like y'all can keep I, I believe y'all can keep this up. For sure. I think y'all can keep this up. So I like I said, right now, I got the Jags winning it. But again, that no uh, that monster, that monster among monsters, uh, the king, the king, he'll he'll have something to say about that. But Stack I the box it. and force Tannehill to throw it. We'll be all right. Uh, yeah, that's why we brought in Fatukasi. That's why we brought in Aloykan. That's why we brought. That's why we drafted Devin Lloyd. That's yep. why we drafted Trayvon Walker. We drafted people to stop Henry and to stop Jonathan Taylor because that's how you win in the AFC South. Well, everybody's been stopping Jonathan Taylor, but the thing about it, he he had a slow start last year, and then he took Mm -hmm. off later on. But But that's how you beat these teams is you force them to throw because Matt Ryan is old. Last year, Carson Wentz is a bum. He he beat us, but he's still a bum. Uh, Let's move on to the next one. I know. it's Yeah, we'd be on this all day. Now, Eagles – do they win? They're winning their division by far. Are they the best yep. team in the NFC right now? They're the best team in the NFC right now within four weeks. Now they have to be able to keep it consistent because the Cowboys are coming. I hate the Cowboys with a burning passion, but I will sure. give credit what credit is due. Nobody in the NFC is gonna nobody in the NFC East is gonna catch the gonna catch the Eagles. The Giants, yeah, the, the Giants defense may have improved. The offensive line has not. Saquon Barkley is back, but Daniel Jones is still the quarterback. That's too many. That's too many. Um, 50-50, both good and bad at the same time on that team. So the Giants this, are not doing jack. The Commanders. That's enough talk about the Commanders. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. 
Uh, to, to your point, I think while the Cowboys D line is fantastic, this well, my, is going to be their first real challenge because that Eagles front line it, is gross. Yeah, that's going to be a that's going to be the real the real test battle. People think it's going to be AJ Brown versus Trayvon uh, like Trayvon Diggs or Trayvon Diggs versus Devontae Smith. Who, both of them been balling. Jalen Jalen Hurts has been balling. Here's the thing: I'm really going to be looking at that front of the Eagles versus the Cowboys front. That's the, really going to be the ultimate test. Not mm-hmm. only that. The Cowboys got their own issues at quarterback right now. Right. Now, we'll get on that later on. But the thing with the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is playing with confidence. He's like he's the main leader. You cannot you, – you can send pressure. He's going to have his poise. Even if he makes a mistake, he got a defense that's going to back him up. Slay has been uh, – Darius Slay has been playing like one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Oh, for sure. He completely uh, that, shut down Jefferson, which doesn't help I, I when think it, Kirk I think Cousins – I think his name is Josh Sweat. Yeah, Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham are eating at the edges, along with Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, and the crew. That that defense has been flying. The Eagles, as a team, has been the best team in the NFC, if not all of football. They've been the best. It's going to be a true test for the Eagles. Both, yeah, really going to be next. Really going to be next week. Uh, but Jalen Hurts has been balling. The things that A.J. Brown has done for both Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith has been spectacular. Dallas Goddard is another weapon. Um, shoot, what's that other dude's name? That was a, Antoine. Was it Antoine Watkins or something? Kez Watkins or yep. Keys Watkins. Yep. Q-U-E-Z. One thing we got to talk about, exactly. too. Pascal. Yeah, Pascal, too. And one thing we got to talk about, too. They're the only undefeated team left in football. They're left, and that's only and that's because – you know, well, we all know. We'll, we'll get we'll get into the Dolphins in a second. So let's touch on the Cowboys for a little bit, and then we'll get right into the Dolphins because people, I, I, I have some some thoughts on this. But let's we talk are. on the touch on the Cowboys for the absolute bare minimum. We only uh, touch about the big thing. We understand the defense. The defense is for real. It's for Michael Parsons is a dog. Yeah, he's a dog to me. I think he's the early uh, defensive player of the year. Um. So yeah, that's that that's that on that point. That's that on that point. Uh they got a not an issue. Yeah, Quez Watkins on Quez Watkins. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of good weapons. Uh why do they still got Jalen Rugger on the roster? They really gotta fix that. <laughs> um, but yeah. The thing with the uh, with the Cowboys, and I'll try to make this quick because again, I hate their guts. We don't care about the Cowboys. We'll we'll make it quick. The defense is for real is gonna carry them. Offensively. Mm-hmm. You got Zeke, you got Tony Pollard. Their running game is inconsistent. But the connection that CeeDee Lamb has had with Cooper Rush and the way that Cooper Rush has been able to handle himself and, like, he he just looks comfortable in the offense. Now the Giants, Gallup, too. The, the Giants have um, – J- Gallup just got back. Now the Giants, they weren't able to rattle, like, Cooper Rush for a bit, but the only thing about it, offensively, they couldn't, get, they couldn't get jacked because of the defense of the Cowboys. So credit to them on that. Um, mm-hmm. But – What's going to happen when Dak gets healthy? What will happen on that? that? I think that's what everybody's been waiting on. What's going to happen when Dak gets back? That's the issue that the Cowboys got to deal with. Outside yeah. of that, uh, they're going to compete. I still see. I, I, I still. I still see. I still Eagles see, win the division. Eagles win the division. For I should sure. make a better team because here's the thing: the wise man once said, "When you got two quarterbacks, you, you got have none." none. I think Dak will still start. I think because Dak is, Dak is the billionaire's guy. I mean, he's 
100%, you know, the quarterback, and that's why they drafted him. Jerry Jones is he, – he loves Dak, and I think that's why that pick was made, and he wants uh, Dak. I, I don't, I'm not going to say that. Remember, they had the issues about the whole contract thing. That's I think true. The, I think the thing is, like, Jerry Jones wants to see this play out. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to have a, a multi-million dollar quarterback on the bench. A, on the no, you don't want to see it. But the Jack, the quarterback their, don't mind for their for their anemic, delusional fan base. They're desperate to win, and whoever <laughs> is the best shot for them to win, they want to go ahead and ride that thing to the cows come home. Right. Which that's yeah. No. I'm with you 100%. I, I think Dak gets a job back because, um, again, you're right. You don't want the multi-million dollar quarterback but taking up a spot on your roster. He, Just he, ask Nick he, Foles. Here's the real thing. If somehow Cooper Rush starts against the Eagles and he pull off and he pulls off that one. No, no, no. Better yet, if the the Ram, okay, Cowboys got the Rams this week, this upcoming Sunday. Right. If the if the Cowboys defeat the Rams, I don't think Dak's getting that job back. We'll see. We'll if see, he loses but still plays good, there's still a chance because he lost. Jerry's Jerry's done some interesting things. Um, I the, would never either put way, anything past I'm him. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about the Cowboys one bit as far as like going going forward. Once they get the playoffs, they're gonna lose in the first round. Then I get to laugh at them because now they now the Cowboys fans got hope. They got big dreams. So when they lose in the playoffs, we get to see more tears, more it, crying. It's so and much I fun get to get to laugh. It's so I much fun. live for this. It's so much fun. I live it's my for favorite. their pain. It their brings misery. me joy. As a Jaguars fan, we don't get a lot of joy in this world, but that is something that brings me joy. Um, okay. Now, I do want to talk about something, and I I, I want to get into this a little bit because um, it, it's a little messy. Go ahead. Tua. Uh, a lot of people think you should retire. I don't believe that's going to be the case. A lot of people no, think I'm with you, you sit out for the rest of the season. I don't believe that should be the case. I think with the Dolphins, they handled that situation horribly. Um, that's an understatement. He shouldn't have have played that quickly. But remember, there's going to be new rules coming out for the uh, concussion protocol, which Mm -hmm. I believe is going to be a good thing. I'm glad Tua's okay because that thing had me scared. Not to mention when he got hurt, that took away the whole energy of that whole football game. Right. It didn't even matter if the Bengals won or the Dolphins found a way to win. It it really didn't matter. Like that took away the whole energy because this whole storyline going into it was Tua versus Joe. This was the mm-hmm. rematch from the 2019 LSU Alabama game with all with all that talent that was on that field. This was a perfect rematch. It was a setup, and not to mention, Tua had an interception early in that game. He underthrew a deep ball. Haters gonna ha- haters love that crap. Anyway, <laughs> then the next then the next two thro- the next two deep throws that he had towards Tyree Hill, he overthrew him. He overshot. Him. Mm-hmm. Okay, sooner yeah, later he was gonna, sooner later he was gonna figure that thing out. Mm-hmm. But with Tua. I'm glad he's all right. I'm hope he's okay. He's not playing this week. I think they're going to do a better job, a better job of managing. I think the main thing is they're not going to play him until they know without a doubt he has no more symptoms, no more cases of a concussion. I think they're mm-hmm. going to, I think this time the organization, as much as they're a big scumbag, they probably might get sued for it, which is going to be well deserved. Um, of it, I think the big thing about it is that two is okay. And mm-hmm. they, they use every single doctor known to man that to be able to check him and make sure that everything's okay in his head. So and before I, he ever steps foot on that field again, I 100 agree because the NFL always pledges and preaches about player safety and concussion protocol and you making know a lot of people safer. don't believe him. 
No, and this is kind of proof of that. So the Dolphins have been – there's a lot brought to light about the Dolphins. Yeah, with Dolphins their issue, yeah, Dolphins, yeah, Dolphins had issues like since a while. A while, and I want to get into this a little bit. And I, I know you mentioned suing uh, things. No, I don't think we touched on this yet. Do you know Tyrod is suing the doctor that punctured his lung? Yeah, I actually did hear about it. I, I think that, that that took long enough, but I think that was necessary. But that's we're not going to get into that. The main thing I want to focus on right now is the fact that this this man should not have gone back into the game two weeks ago at all. He couldn't stand. So what they did is the NFL has a unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant uh, to help clear these players. So you don't have someone on the team who is biased. He's like, oh, we, you know, we really need him this game. You know, let's doesn't matter. He's fine. Don't worry about him. Put it back out there. You want somebody who has that unbiased opinion. So apparently this uh person made several mistakes and has actually been fired which is good but it's a too it's little too little too late uh in my opinion it's Tua has cte it, it's I'm, I'm calling it now there's there's no way you don't have we can we cannot call we cannot diagnose anything like that we're not medical professionals no we you're right that. in my opinion it's in my opinion it's very 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 hard for me to believe we'll have that to this see down lord's will and hope that's not the case we'll have to see down the road I agree. I I, I, well, I want to be very clear. You're right because I'm I'm not wishing this on him. I don't want to project this on him at all. But it makes it hard for me to believe that there's not some potential long-standing trauma up there because that was a hard hit. And I mean, you look at it from the day it, it was the same. It was a very similar situation. Head whips back and slams into the turf. The two weeks ago when Matt Milano hit him, which I believe he got fined, um, slammed his head back. And anybody who saw the tape knows that he had trouble walking. So what they did is he grabbed his head, stumbled after getting off the ground, uh, and they originally labeled it as a head injury, but later attributed the stumble to ankle and back injuries and allowed him to finish the game after he cleared an evaluation at halftime. This is per an ESPN article. Uh, need to find the person who wrote it. Uh, but yeah, per an ESPN article, uh, basically they cleared him at halftime for an evaluation. He came back. So right now the NFLPA is doing an investigation. Two is actually going to do an interview for that either, I believe it's tomorrow as of recording this podcast, uh, which is on October 4th. Um, so he's supposed to be doing an interview soon with the NFLPA to kind of talk about what's happening. Yeah. Do you, do you agree with me? Like that, that wasn't a back injury. That was clearly a, a no, head that, that was head. That was, I think that was everything. Cause you that can't was, consider back. You, it was like, that was definitely head. Cause he got like, cause he didn't hold it. But I, and I've had different back and I've had my issues, but like, again, no diagnosis. I feel like, um, a lot of people say he shouldn't have gone back in that game. Um, if they said he was okay at the time, I was like, all right, if they if the doctors cleared him and the team physician cleared him and the coach and like they told the coach he said he's good to go. Okay, because like when he came back in the game, I I, I didn't see any signs. No, he had that, that seven, he had that sixty yard, he had that sixty yard of Jalen Waddle, and I'm like, it, it was okay. Now his thing, this might be the this might have been a blessing in disguise. The fact that the Bills had the ball for so long, it actually lowered the chances of Tua getting re-injured in that mm-hmm. game. In that game. So, like, that was a blessing in disguise on that one. And, and, like, yeah, he shouldn't have gone back. But at the same – but, like, at that time, I was thinking, all right, if they said he's fine, he's fine. And I get it. Like, sometimes coaches and physicians got to protect, uh, um, protect players from themselves. I completely understand that. Right. He shouldn't have played against the Bengals for the simple fact, let alone a week. It was four days. Yeah. That one I agree with. I said, like, look, he was able to come back in that game. 
you should have shut him down for at least about two weeks. So McDaniel is saying that uh, at one point, I don't know if he's still saying this. At, we're, I'm reading this as the article goes down to kind of give a little bit, of, and I'll, I'll power through it a little bit so you don't have to hear me read the whole thing. Yeah, I, I think we're running out of time anyway. We are, so I'll make it quick. Basically, McDaniel said that Tua insisted it was a back injury, uh, was to blame for the stumble. Uh, said he, McDaniel said that any red flag popped up during the evaluation, he would not have played. He added the team and an unaffiliated neurological consultant went, quote, above and beyond to the point where Tagovailoa was annoyed at the amount of questions he was asked about a potential head injury. Reported him questionable, but later said it was ankle and back. So they changed what the injury was when they reported him or after they reported him as questionable, which is a little shady, but you know, I, I'm gonna let that one go. Um, but if you look into the Protocol for concussion protocol, the NFL concussion protocol refers to that type of stumble as a, quote, gross motor instability and requires an evaluation to determine the cause. Uh, it concludes, quote, if the team physician in consultation with the sideline unaffiliated neuro or neurotrauma consultant determines the inability or the instability to be neurologically caused, the player is designed or designated a no-go and may not return to play. So the fact that they attributed the instability to a back injury and not a concussion means that it's not neurologically caused and he can play, which that's where this gets shady to me. Because if you blame it on the back, he can technically go back in because it's not related to head trauma. So apparently his week, like he was checked for concussion symptoms every day during the week leading up to Thursday, he was checked before the game, didn't practice Monday, um, which isn't unusual for or after a Sunday night game, but they did release an estimated injury report as if they did practice, and he was listed as did not participate because of back and ankle injuries. Uh, when he was sacked on Thursday, it was reported that he went into a fencing response, uh, which is basically when you know you you get all rigid, and you which is a scary thing to see on the field. And apparently, he was treated at the University of Cincinnati Hospital and was discharged before the Dolphins left Cincinnati area for South Florida. Uh, underwent testing, which showed no structural damage to the head or neck, which is good. Basically, it, they're having an investigation. I, uh, to So you don't hear me spend another 20 minutes on this reading an ESPN article. Basically, uh, they're doing a joint investigation into the injury of the Bills game. This has nothing to do with the actual Bengals game. They're saying that he should have been a concussion protocol from the Bills game and not even allowed to play in that game again. So it's interesting to see. I think there's just the Dolphins is a shady organization, man. I've got friends who are Dolphins fans. They're like, this isn't a shot at you guys. It's, I would feel the same way if this happened, if Trevor had a head injury and came back to play the game. I'm like, well, no, why are you here? <laughs> you couldn't walk, go sit down. It's just, I don't know, man. It's shady. I don't like it. I don't like the way it was handled. I, I hope Tua is well. I'm glad that he seems to be recovering, which is great. I, we don't ever wish any injury or ill on anybody. No, we don't. No, Wait, it's yeah. just, that's a scary injury, man. Yep. So, but yeah, before we wrap it up, man, you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not at the moment. Remi- reminder: we will get into a lot of college college sports uh, in our next episode. That's pretty much all I got. Um, that's pretty much what all like I got nothing. I'm with you, man. A lot of big, I mean, lot of big games that are coming up um, that are really going to tell the test. We're starting to get like into the middle part of the NFL season. Um, this is the grind season. time, man. Yeah, we're in October. Weather's going to start like getting a lot chillier. Uh, big man season is upon us, ladies. Uh, secure your big dude if you aren't already pulled up. So go ahead and get that one ready. Um, gonna leave it at that. Um, and uh, again, everybody in Florida, please be safe. Hopefully, everybody is continuing to rebuild and, and like grow stronger from this. 
South and, Carolina um, as well. I know Charleston and Myrtle Beach can oh, be pretty bad. Last thing, we're gonna br- we're not gonna talk long about this. Mm-hmm. I don't like talking about like breakups and especially marriages and breakups that involve. We're children. touching on this very briefly. Uh, New York Times, uh, New York Times. I think it was the New York Post that tweeted out, and a bunch of other sources uh, already tweeted out and reported that both Tom Brady and, Gis- and his wife Giselle uh, has already hired divorce lawyers. I I, I don't ever want to see that. No, uh, I, I, look, we understood what the deal was. He he he, should, he was supposed to retire. His the itch. He wasn't letting go. She wanted to support him on that. But I I, I don't want to see that because when they got kids together, and to me, I, I and I get it. We're in a society, and mind you, this is a sport. This is a sports podcast. We're not, not a gossip, too long on this. Not a relationship. Not nothing. But we are not we're, sports TMZ. We're we're not. But one thing I want to touch is like as much as we live in a world that praises toxicity, this is something that I don't like. This is something I don't like, especially when kids and especially when kids are involved and people think kids are not involved. No, they are involved for sure. And look, my thoughts and prayers go out to the family. I'm hoping that they're able to work this thing out because uh, we already know this is Brady's last year, and he did not have the best night against the Chiefs. Patrick Mm-mm. Holmes looked sensational. He looked like the best quarterback in the league, unlike um Monday night, well last night. But again, my thoughts and prayers just go out to that family, man. Like I, I, I never want to see, I never want to see this at no. all. G- get AB some help too. While we're at it, while we're talking about, he's lost his mind. He 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 needs help, and he and he need to have good people around him, not people that's gonna agree with him. Exactly. Now that is that is your. But that is all we got. That is your two dudes of sports news, TMZ, two minutes of the week. Yep. Uh, we're not doing this next week. Um, <laughs> Unless something happens. Maybe. But well, we we're not. We're, again, we're not sports TMZ. But we are going to wrap it up. Well, thank you again for listening. Um, we always do appreciate it. Thank you for waiting through the last week. Crazy things happen. And it's good that we're, it's good to be back. Thank you for listening again. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for getting us to a top 10 chart. That is fantastic. Shout out to the Good Pods group as well for. Um, you know, taking us to that point. We really do appreciate it as well. Like we said, we are on all forms of uh, podcast. So keep us going up those charts. Keep us raised, man. I want to be number one. Let's do it. Um, but keep us going up these charts, man. We are on literally every platform humanly possible. If not humanly possible. We're on, we're on uh, everyone you have. We're on whenever or you can follow us on Twitter to see when we post or on Facebook at two uh, sports News on Facebook at TDSN pod on Twitter. Every time the episode goes live, uh, we tweet about it and then, or we'll post about it. And we actually have a link tree in the post where you can go and click on it to whatever platform you want to listen to us on. And when you get there, tell us how much you like it. Give us five stars, leave a comment, let us know what you think. If you like it, tell everybody, you know, if you don't like it, this never happened. We appreciate the hour of your time. We appreciate you giving us a shot and we wish you nothing but the best. So on that note, uh, thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time. Peace.